guys, and welcome to Fantasy Football Friday. I'm Jayshelle, your host, and I'm here with Carissa as well, your co-host. Carissa, say what's up. Hey, guys, what's up? And we have the pioneer of Sour Graps, Mr. Alex Pulowski. How are you doing, Alex? Pioneer is really good. I've never <laughs> heard that one before, but that's, that's good. It makes me feel almost as old as I actually am, sitting, <laughs> s- sitting on a podcast with the two of you. Oh, God. Uh, I am 1,000 years old. You are not. I am. Right. I am, in fact. But uh, but it does it does feel good to be here with the two of you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, pioneer. Back in my day, yeah, the graps weren't even actually sour. They were just, they were just graps. And then we had to make them sour, you see. Um, I, uh, I know, I, yeah, uh, on Fightful Select, I, I do the sour graps. I've done it for now over two years. We are coming up. In at near the end of January, we will be. Uh, I will be doing the 250th episode of Sour Graps. Um, so it'll be a big party. I don't know what I'm going to do for it yet, but I mean, come on, 250. I got to do something for it. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, and for those of you who don't know, I I I have my quibbles with WWE booking. Uh, just 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 a few notes here and there. All of it. Respectfully delivered, with a few suggestions as and to how. They might go screw themselves, you know, just, just, just out there like that. But, but, uh, but it is all done uh, with love because I, I do love all of the performers that work for WWE and majority wish... of the performers. Well, yes, great majority. <laughs> yes, of the of the performers, uh, notwithstanding a few who have some proclivities that I won't go into here. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I, everything that I that I that I do is. Is is with love for the performers, most of them, and 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 a great burning passionate hatred for the people who 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 are on top of that company and insist on keeping the great performers down. Yes, and Alex has a great show with one of um, our close friends, yes. Kate Hensler, um, covering NXT 2.0. Originally, it was NXT, and now they've made the shift as well to NXT 2.0. So it's Sour Graps 2.0. Yeah. Yes, it's Sacraps 2.0. It's the NXT after party every Tuesday on Fightful YouTube. Uh, me and Kate Hensler will uh, will talk for almost exactly two hours uh, because that's the time limit we've been given by our yes. bosses um, uh, about 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 NXT, but also just about wrestling in general and how this new version of NXT is signaling a, 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 a sea change, not just with the developmental part of it but also with WWE as a whole, yeah. what we're seeing in, in 2.0 are the same people we're going to see on the main roster, some of them much sooner than later. And so mm-hmm. it's, it pays to figure out where they're headed. Yeah. In, both in, it, they're testing out a lot of, uh, they're throwing a lot of things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yep. Uh, nothing is sticking, but they think that most of it is sticking. Yeah. And that's a problem that that is that is going to um, basically wash through all of WWE in the next uh, couple of years. Carissa and I have taken a lot of inspiration from you guys. The oh. first time we did a show with Body Slam, we covered SmackDown and Rampage and we did it for three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great experience. Never been so um, proud. 
<laughs> just to preface this, we are recording on the 5th of December, which is War Games is on tonight. This is likely dropping on New Year's Eve, I believe, right before day one. So hope you guys enjoy the day one pay-per-view. Hope that's an amazing experience. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, we don't even know what that card looks like, and I don't want to know. So sounds great. Um, but the first thing we do have is a question on the only person who really exists in Vince's mind right now, Roman Reigns, and how he will lose the Universal Championship. And my idea actually includes a member of 2.0, NXT 2.0. Um, so if you guys want me to go first, I am more than happy to. Go ahead. Your show. I'm so excited. Okay. Every show I do this bit where I talk about how me and Carmelo Hayes are best friends. And I mean it. He follows me on Twitter. I called him bestie and he liked the tweet. So that means that we're besties. So I had Carmelo Hayes book to take the Universal Championship off of Roman Reigns. Um, is this likely to happen? Probably not. Would I enjoy it very much? Yes, I would. And that's why I booked it because this is fantasy booking. So um, I had Carmelo Hayes get built to the NXT Championship first. So I just rewinded the time a little bit and had done pin Gargano for the NXT, I mean, for the North American Championship a week or two ago or whatever that was. And then let Carmelo go on to face um, Ciampa at War Games. You, you would have to take them both out of the match, but you could probably figure that out. And then um, let him defeat Ciampa. Um, because Carmelo Hayes isn't as green as Ron Breaker, and I feel like he has the star potential as well. Um, so I would have him go undefeated heading into the Royal Rumble. Don't pin your champions like WWE likes to. So leave him unpinned. Um, have him enter at like number 25 through 30, somewhere over there at the end. And then let him go on to win the whole Royal Rumble. He can go challenge Roman. Like when Kevin Owens um, had the NXT championship and he challenged John Cena with the U.S. championship, you could do something like that. I have him beating Roman in the main event of WrestleMania because Shawn Michaels loves him. So let him have a Shawn Michaels moment. And then he can vacate the NXT championship and do like a thank you celebration thing. But you need to turn him face again because I feel like he was working better for me when he was a face. I mean, he's a great heel also, but I feel like you need a face to dethrone Roman regardless and you're building a new star with him. So it doesn't really hurt to turn him face. If he, I feel like he's pretty equal when it comes to face and heel for me and the way that he works those. So I have Carmelo winning in the main event at WrestleMania next year. Is it going to happen? <laughs> yeah. no, no, Never no. in a million years. <laughs> no. In no. my mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like in reality, who is the belt going to go towards? Either Brock, uh -huh. Goldberg, or somebody like that. And yeah. they're not going to put a new star over. So we're just going to be right back to square one. Right. No, that's 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 a very it's a, it's a you, have, you you bring up very good points. Um, I yeah I I I I also like like to come up with fantasy worlds in my head <laughs> where things can happen that I like. But you know it. <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 glad that 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 you even in your youth have the mentality of is this going to happen? No, but it would be great if it did because I think a, a lot of young um, young fans and well young analysts even uh, have the thing of like this is what they should do. They're going to do this because because it would be great if they did it. So they're going to do it. Like and you have to explain to them. No, that's you have you. No. I I feel that you have to actually. 
watch enough of it to understand who is in charge and what are the patterns that they've used over the course of their yep. careers to to actually figure out how things are booked. And then you you can say like this is what's likely to happen and this is not what they should do, what they could do within the framework of of the thing and I think you've done a very good job of that. I I love Carmelo for more than one reason. One, he can actually go and I feel like it would be nice to have a change of pace within the championship. Roman wrestles these slow, like methodical matches mm -hmm. that I feel were probably better when there was no crowd because like those matches will kind of like make a crowd go a little bit more silent or so. So that's why it's better that he's in the main event, one. But two, when he was in the Thunderdome, the crowd wasn't there. So they could kind of format those matches however they wanted to. But now that there are crowds back, you need to have a champion who can actually not to say Roman can't wrestle, but can engage the crowd within his wrestling. And that's exactly what Carmelo does. He's like a high octane wrestler. Like he's very energetic and he would be a great representation for the company. That would, if Biggie would still have the championship, it would make two black champions and he would be a history maker. But will we get there one day? Maybe. I don't know if Vince likes him. Hopefully he trusts Sean's vision, but I don't know. He didn't trust Triple H's vision too much. So my prayers are with Carmelo. Good. I'm glad that, that he has that. Um, who's is it? Me next? Am I next? If you're ready to go, yes. I'm, I I mean, um, the I think that that there's two things that need to happen with with Roman, and you've you've actually uh, assessed both. Um, but there's two things that need to happen with Roman with the, with the dethroning of Roman Reigns. Number one. Um, this is this is honestly what I believe needs to happen to keep the company afloat for like the next decade. Like you have to do this. You have to um, uh, a like get a really good build. Don't just like hey, it's a part timer back, which basically was what Brock qualifies as. Um, and John Cena also. And John Cena, but John Cena Goldberg, like. Yep. It can't be just like somebody that we remember from a few years ago or somebody that's going to be here and then gone. Um, it has to be somebody that you actually are building a story for. Um, and B, it needs to establish a new star, like a new top, top star that you can you can run with yep. forever. Um, a guy that, that will be there for the next decade or so um, that you can you can hitch all your wagon to, pay him a bunch of money, and say we're we're going to keep you here. We're going to build this whole thing around you, um, and it should be somebody um, that that can face the the people who are top guys now who are going to retire, and then they're going to come back in ten years for wrestle their little part time thing. This is the guy that you're building now by having him beat Roman. That's going to face that guy when he comes back. Those are the kinds of things you need to do um, with this. Um, now, who's it going to be? Brock, probably. It'll probably be like Paul Heyman turns on Roman and sides with Brock, and they'll probably do that. Or it might be Drew McIntyre, who I think, like, they have a higher opinion of where he stands in the whole wrestling hierarchy than I do. I love Drew McIntyre, but I don't think that they have built him correctly. When he won the Royal Rumble and, and knocked out Brock, and then he went, beat Brock at Mania, mm -hmm. like the November before the Royal Rumble, he was still a heel, hench, being a henchman for Baron Corbin. 
And they were like, in December, they were like, let's heat him up, turn him babyface, and by the Rumble, everyone will cheer for him. And somehow it worked. But you can't do that. Like, right. you can't rely on that to work every time. Yeah. Um, so it needs to be something that is built more over the long but term. I feel like Brock, I mean, Brock, Drew lost a lot of steam in two places. One, when he lost to Randy and got it back, like, what, in two weeks? or I don't remember the exact time right. frame, but he got it back pretty quickly. And then when the whole Miz, Bobby Lashley stuff happened, I thought Drew was going to win at Mania and get his moment. And then Lashley still won and held the championship until Big E. But, like, is Lashley ever going to get his comeuppance for that? They never had a one-on-one -on -one match really like that. So, like, there's lots of loose ends that haven't been tied up when it comes to Drew. And if it is Brock, I honestly don't even – I don't know how we get there because they're doing it at day one now – Right. So are they going to do it again at the Royal Rumble uh, or at Mania? Or yes. They're not going to have a... Yes. <laughs> yes. All of the um, above. Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> whatever happens at, at day one will not have a conclusive finish. It'll be something wacky like they did at the end of um, of the Crown Jewel match. Um, and, um, and then it'll probably be a one-off for Roman at, uh, at, at, at Royal Rumble. Maybe he'll like crush jeff hardy or something I was gonna say, yeah. um uh, or the thing of what they're doing with drew now again this is this is all happened this is all going to be watched by people after this so at this right. point in time uh they're they're doing this weird like drew is being kept down by the authority like they wouldn't let him in the battle royal to determine the number one contender um so they're doing something with that which means to me the one thing that seems consistent is that somehow Adam Pierce is either in the pocket of or being intimidated by Roman Reigns to, to keep Brock Lesnar away, which is why he suspended him, and to keep um, to keep Drew out of the title picture because Roman, chicken shit little heel that he is, he's super scared of Brock Lesnar and, and Drew McIntyre, which I don't think works for his character. But yeah. it's something that Vince loves to do with his heel champions. I think it's Sonya. Because of the whole Naomi stuff, I think it. I don't. I don't know how, but Naomi is gonna. We don't know what's happening with Naomi and Sonya. There's a match on on Friday that's probably not even gonna happen, but it is what it is. So maybe that'll be tied up by now, but who knows? Probably not. But I honestly think we'll see the match on the pre-show of day one, and that'll be the end of the feud. But <laughs> they might just try to get out from under it because they know how bad the optics are, and they can't figure out how to how to. Had to switch Literally. it off. Yeah, they Literally. honestly they might. Um, anyway, so it might it might be it might be Drew. They might be building to Drew to somehow because where he is right now, you never know. But like they could just decide to like, hey, we're gonna heat him up in February. Yeah. He's gonna win the elimination chamber and he's gonna get Roman at Mania, and he's gonna get his moment by beating Roman, and he's the other co-top guy that we want. Like that might be something they're gonna do. As you said that, I came up with the major, major concern. What if they make Austin Theory win the Royal Rumble? I am now getting nervous as I say that. Well, right now he's just a stooge, but like that, that could be. They could, they could do whatever they they're like. Honestly, they could be doing anything from. On Monday, he doesn't appear, Vince doesn't appear, and they just drop the whole thing and never talk of it again. Or it's literally Vince 
grooming him to be his successor and teaching him all the ways to be Vince McMahon. And he starts walking to the ring like Vince McMahon and cheating. And he's got it. He changes his, his theme song to no, to, uh, to no chance in hell. Like they could be doing this crazy over elaborate thing with Vince's chosen guy, his adopted son, Austin theory. They honestly, it could be anything from zero to the worst, most over elaborate thing you've ever heard of with honestly the worst possible guy to choose for that. So um, I don't know what they're doing with Austin Theory. Do I think they'll have him win the Royal Rumble? No. Do I think they'll have him be in the top in the, in the last three? Yes. I do think Vince's chosen guy is going to be in there to try and make sure that, that whatever happens, happens. But he's not part of my fantasy booking, so it's out of the way. I, yes. have, two, I have two things. One. Um, tomorrow, if you're watching this on December 31st, um, there's a triple threat match as of the early December. It's still a triple threat match between Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Big E. You have either Seth or Kevin pin the other one, probably Seth, since we're assuming Kevin's going to leave. Um, so Seth becomes WWE champion and Big E loses the belt without being pinned for it, which means Big E goes into the Royal Rumble. And oh, Biggie wins the okay, Royal Rumble. Taking a good turn. I thought it was going to end up with Seth and Roman just facing no, each no, other. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No, no. I, I have no interest in that. None. I, if you tell me I will heal Seth versus heal Roman, we've already seen babyface Seth. It doesn't work. Heal Seth versus heal Roman. I have no interest in seeing that ever. Okay. Um. So, um. Biggie enters the Royal Rumble. He he gets his rematch versus one on one rematch versus Seth. Seth cheats, but they never give him another rematch. So it's Big E going into the Royal Rumble, and we all think he's going to pick Seth. But he's like, I know I can beat you. You beat me in Survivor Series, and that still stings. So I'm coming for you, big dog. And then you have Big E come out. Like, honestly, they should do this. They, they Big E has had the arc that he, he comes in, and he always gets screwed over by something uh, along the way, like he was Intercontinental Champion and then Commander Aziz, who's just Dabakato wearing a jacket, shows up during the Nigerian drum match at, at, at WrestleMania and screws him out of the Intercontinental title. I don't know. I swear, like, Vince saw Black Panther and was like, we're going to do this now. I, well, I that's, don't. Well, that's, that, that was that, that's the only thing that explains Apollo Crews' accent, which he still has for no reason. Um, but... <laughs> But but then he was he was he was maybe going to get it back, and Alistair Black showed up out of nowhere, kicked him in the face, and they released Alistair Black. So he lost his summer his summer program that he was going to do, and then they were like, "Well, how about we make you WWE champion, and then we're going to book you really kind of weak or boring after that, and and that whole thing doesn't work." So so hopefully they're like, "We see the error of our ways the third time, and we're going to have you." Be the guy everybody roots for. We remember how much they cheered for you when you won money in the bank. We remember. So we're going to give you this at Mania. You're going to be the one to defeat Roman Reigns. Do I believe they will do this? No, I do not. So my second more long-term booking is uh, it starts at SummerSlam 2022. Um, by that point, uh, I know where this is going. <laughs> Bron Bron Breaker has already beaten. Um, Who chose his own name? It recently came out today that he chose his own name. Did, did he chose to put two K's in it? They didn't. He didn't say that much. I, he said he used to break people in football. So I'm right. Um, 
Uh, I don't believe that for a second. A lot of times they'll tell people to lie for them to cover up their really terrible mistakes. Um, so it's fine. Braun, his actual name is Bronson. I don't mind him being called Braun. The two K's is what there, there are people look in the phone book. There are people whose last name is Breaker with one K. Nobody's got two K's because that's absurd. So anyway. is too close to three. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason they don't have more K's is because three would have been problematic. So <laughs> Braun Breaker um, it will, will become the next NXT champion and he will be undefeated. They will actually do the right thing with him and they will keep him undefeated. Um, and then he will, he will be screwed out of it in some giant multi-man match the way that they, they, they should have done with Karrion Cross if they were just going to bring him up to the main roster. Well, Karrion Cross um, was in that five-way match. He, any one of those guys could have pinned another guy, and then he would have lost without being pinned, and then he could have gone to the main roster, and you wouldn't have had to worry about him showing up wearing the NXT title and then get pinned by the dried-out husk of Jeff Hardy in less than two minutes. You don't have to worry about that. And maybe, maybe he'd still be there if they hadn't botched that opener so bad. I don't know. Not that I want him there. I don't miss carrying Cross, but I think that they had something there with him that they just chose not to do. Anyway, Braun Breaker uh, loses the title. I don't know to whom. Maybe Carmelo Hayes. Um, but he'll lose without being pinned, and he'll get immediately called up, and he'll go on a tear. And they will. They can feed him all kinds of like lower tier guys. And even guys who used to be champions but now aren't protected, like Apollo Crews. They, like, that guy used to be a champion recently, but he's not protected at all. So you can say, hey, former Intercontinental, former U.S. title holder, Apollo Crews versus Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker just kills him. And then you can move on. He can keep doing that until until he basically comes in and he says to, 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 to Roman Reigns, I'm going to come for your title. And Roman's like, what are you talking about, kid? At SummerSlam... Um, the other guy who is back who wants Roman's title is Goldberg. And you wind up doing a three generations match in the main event of SummerSlam with the old guy Goldberg who wants that match with Roman that he never got two manias ago. And he also wants his title. Um, and you have Roman Reigns, who's the top guy now. And you have Braun Breaker, who's the future. And you can book that match. You can do it. And you can have Braun pin Goldberg to become the champion. And that infuriates Roman Reigns, obviously. He's, he's, he, he, and we actually get the guy who's now scared of the chance that he might have to face Brock Lesnar, who's not scared, but like angered that he has the opportunity he might have to face somebody else who might beat him. You actually have him cut a swath through people and just start like really, um, uh, intimidating the, the top brass into giving him what he wants, which is a one-on-one -on -one rematch with, with Braun, let's say, at the September, whenever the September thing is. They might even do it. They might even do it at their at their fall Saudi Arabia show. Just, 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 everybody likes to watch that. Um, but you have Roman in his one-on-one -on -one rematch with Braun cheat blatantly, low blow something to beat Braun. And then you have Braun build himself back up, win the Royal Rumble 2023, and say, you didn't beat me clean. And I know I never pinned you for that belt. Now, one-on-one -on -one at Mania, 
then you have, you actually really put Braun over Roman. Now you've already have their, their little, their story, which is that Braun beat Goldberg, which is basically like saying, basically putting to bed that whole Goldberg thing. Like, I honestly feel like, because now the future has pinned the past and that's gone. Now the future can become the present by feuding with Roman Reigns. And you can do that. You can have Roman show his true colors and, and cheat to beat to beat Braun. And you have Braun trying to get past all this stuff, everything that Roman sets in his path to try and get past it. And you can have him be this, not a baby face, but a guy who just wrecks shit. And we love to watch him do it. Like a much shorter version of what Braun Strowman could have been when Braun was basically a babyface. And that Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns thing that we were owed a real honest-to-God mania-type feud when Braun was super hot and Roman was super hot. And they could have done that, but they were like, no, we know you just had this awesome match at Fastlane. But Braun, how would you like to be in the Battle Royal on the pre-show as opposed to facing Roman Reigns, which is your basic birthright? Like, that was the thing they should have done. I I completely agree. I, I think they completely fumbled with Braun. And then we're just like, oh, we don't know what to do anymore. Sorry. It's what they do with exactly everybody. Yeah. And I feel like one of the things with the Big E thing is, I don't know what the reason is, but they're doing exactly what they did to Kofi. Is they'll have that big crowning moment and they'll do oh, you're the champion, yada, yada, yada. You can do all this press and stuff, but, oh, we can't go all the way in on you because we have another champion who we care about more, which, if it ends like Kofi, completely scares the hell out of me because then we have a complete and utter pattern that nobody can argue because they went Kofi, Bianca, and if it goes Biggie, I will lose my shiznit. And then I also think people always continue to talk about The Rock and doing The Rock's Mania match. But if you do that, what is even going to come of that? Because The Rock isn't taking the belt off of Roman. Roman just got beat and you're not passing that that loss on to anybody. And you're not putting any young person over. You're just, what, putting The Rock over? Or if The Rock loses, then Roman's still champion. But where do you go from there? I, I don't know. I, I think that it's too, maybe it's not. I don't know. They, again, like they can always just decide, hey, we're going to build this thing in three weeks because that's all the rock schedule gives us. And they could do it that way. Honestly, but they, they might don't think they might. Um, but I think that they they could build it for the giant stadium show in Vegas. They could they they could build the rock versus Roman and money in the bank because they're saying money in the bank is a, a, a super top pay-per-view for us because we are doing it in a stadium. We're gonna do it this way. And so they're 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 gonna do they they might do rock versus Roman uh there instead, because as you say, it doesn't need to be a mania match because the the match is itself is let's all watch and see, right? I think they honestly need Rock versus Roman for one of the Mania nights coming up in Dallas because there's nowhere they're going to fill that thing two times in a row. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they have the the actual time to to build to it. But I could be wrong. They have the time to build properly to to a what a July, June, July, whatever that is. Uh, Money in the Bank show at a huge stadium in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world, the 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 most entertaining man in sports entertainment, whatever it is, like that kind of thing. You could easily do that. And yeah, Roman's going to beat him because of course he is because yes. So it's going to be a fun thing to like, Hey, the rocks back in the ring again. And like John Cena, none of us have any chance, any belief that he's going to beat Roman Reigns. 
So you need to actually, the, the problem with Roman now and why he does feel so stale, I think, to a lot of people is there aren't any legitimate contenders. They don't build them. They don't book them to win. Like it's like. And after they come out, they don't look strong either. So it's. No. What is, what is he the champion for? He's yeah. just a dominant champion who kills everybody's pushes is what it seems like. But that's, that's honestly, that's like, that's what Vince's prior. That's what his, his top thing. That's what he knows how to do. Right. He did it for years in the eighties with Hulk Hogan. Uh, he, 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 he lucked into the, the wonderful, like rock Austin thing that you had two top guys and rock was never supposed to be that. And Austin was never supposed to be that. They just were that good. And the crowd was going crazy. And Vince was young enough. And, and he could forward thinking enough that he could go, oh, yes, let's make sure these guys are at the top. And then you had Angle, Undertaker, all these Triple H, all these guys right underneath that kept pushing up and bubbling up to the surface. That was what made the Attitude Era so great was not that of the all the, hey, we get to say whatever we want. And hey, boobs like that. No, that wasn't what made the Attitude Era great. What made it great was there were all these uh, people at the top. Sadly, there was no real women's division, but all these men at the top that you could believe any one of these five guys might be the top guy in the company at any one time. And you do not have that here. There's one top guy. The same way it was with Super Cena, one top guy, and that's it. And the reason that we loved CM Punk so much was because he was chipping away at that. Trying to like figure out ways if I can if I can get in here, maybe I can break this lock and pick like somebody get into that thing, this monolith of one guy at the top. So maybe you need a counterculture type guy who's gonna come in, tell us, I don't know who it would be, tell us what we need to hear and break into that world, like knowing that he's like on our side. I don't, but I don't, here's the thing. I don't what think. Do you think it's Joe Gacy? I don't think they think it's Joe Gacy. Okay. Um, I don't think they think it's Joe Gacy. Okay. Uh, but, I but uh, I, I, yes, I, I agree with you. There's, there's gotta be somebody who can do that. The, the guy who they have readily available to them, who they won't do it with is Mustafa Ali. Like he's the guy who's like, listen, I know what all these things are. Like I know, I know for a, I, they told me at the like right before I went out to win money in the bank that I wasn't gonna win it. Like, and you can't really say it in those terms, but you can say, I know disappointment. I know the disappointment that you all feel at home. Let's tear this thing down from the inside. And they could have done that with retribution, but it was just a sideshow. Like they have somebody who can actually figure out ways of like breaking breaking through to us with like his own social media channel like his own youtube that sends like stuff right to us that like this there's no way this can be condoned by wwe and yet nobody's stopping it like that kind of a thing that he can build that it doesn't have to be mr folly he's just my favorite they guy could have like, done it with the done, hacker gimmick if they would have done they, that they, they could have done it that way too but beyond the otis mandy rose stuff yeah. there but Okay. Carissa, what do you have? We just had a, a lengthy discussion about what we think. What do you got? Um, so I honestly want to see um Seth being the one to dethrone Roman. Because I know uh during this year, I believe I think it was WrestleMania Backlash, I'm not exactly sure which pay-per-view, when Roman defeated Cesaro. Um, Seth was out in the ring 
and then they went face to face and yeah. they've done backstage segments where Seth upset because the Usos weren't helping him in the matches and he went, you know, to where his room was and they just like met face to face and I'm like, this is a match we've we never had. Like a one on one for the Universal Championship because Seth is a former Universal Champion and Roman, you know, is the current Universal Champion. They both have a history of being in the Shield. You know, they started off in FCW, NXT, Raw, SmackDown, all these like tag team matches, uh, WrestleMania main eventers. I think having both of them in the ring together would be like another, I guess, another match that, you know, that would cement both of their legacies together. But before I even added Seth, I was thinking of having Braun Breaker be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. And then um, I want, like, let's say number 22, he comes out. He wrecks havoc um, with every um, male superstar. And then he wins. And then he says a month later or a week later, he says, oh, I want to challenge Roman. They meet face to face and then just have uh, Breaker, you know, wreck havoc having multiple undefeated matches on the main roster. I and, think that... And, like, from then on, just have them main event wrestling, but I don't know exactly if that could happen or might happen, so... I, I think your Braun Breaker scenario is much more likely than mine because they like to hot shot things, but I, I really believe you need to build Braun to a point where it's not like this, this new guy who came out of nowhere who wants Roman, like the majority of the, of the regular main roster WWE fans aren't, aren't going to like that. So that was why I built mine out over the course of like nine months, uh, eight, nine months to like, to give the, the, the audience a, a chance to like, to, to get, a, get acclimated with him and that kind of thing. But, but I think your scenario of him just showing up, winning the Royal rumble and challenging Roman because because he's got everything that Vince likes about a guy, and 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 he might just say, you know what, that's my guy. I'm doing it now. I'm not waiting for it. We're doing it now. They might. My my thing is, Seth has said that he wants to main event WrestleMania before he retires. And I I feel like if they if it is going to happen, it's probably going to end up being with Roman because I think that story would be there. I just don't know how they get there because he would win the Royal Rumble for what the second time or so. It, he's won once before, right? So he would win again. I don't know if they necessarily would have him do that. This is this is me trusting them too much, but I'm hoping that they can at least use the Royal Rumble as a launching pad for somebody new. Have they in the past? Insy tiny bit. Will they hear? Probably not really. Um, and I also think it's super sad that we can't really think of any main roster stars besides Big E who actually has a chance at it because anybody else they have, they fed him to Roman or they just feel like. Or they feel, they feel too small time. Right. Like it's, that's why it's why I'm like, I'm like, I really don't want him to be drew, but at least drew is a guy they have a track record with that. They could decide we're going to build him up now over the next month. And then you're, you are going to want to see where we are telling you that you are going to want to see this, that, that that's the thing that they might, that, the other thing is that that I'm 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 wondering about is um, that video package they did for Bobby Lashley on the last episode of Raw, where he was like, "I just love my family and I went to the military and all that." Feels like a very much a babyface th- 
thing for Lashley. So I'm wondering if they're like trying to like turn him face without being on television with these little video packages and like get us like, oh, he loves his family. He was in the military. What a nice guy. What a nice boy. I like him very much. And then he shows up and they have baby face Bobby Lashley win the Royal Rumble to go face Roman Reigns. Like, could they do that? 40 something year old Bobby Lashley. Because age is just a number, J Shell. Uh, no, I, I totally agree with you. Four year old Bobby the Lashley most... win the Royal Rumble. Why is Taya Valkyrie no longer employed in your company then? No, it's it's different because 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 reasons. Um, <laughs> no, I I I totally I totally agree with you. Um, I I think that uh that they don't they didn't want to take any of the time to in their minds develop Frankie Monet. She's who was main roster already. They they. For whatever reason, they did not agree. They are wrong, but they did not agree. So they didn't want to actually take the time to develop anybody who's over a certain age. I think that's stupid. Um, but uh, she doesn't need to be developed. Just put her on the main roster, have her beat Charlotte tomorrow. She's that good. The what the thing of it is, is that um, they don't see Bobby Lashley as old for whatever reason. I mean, he's in fantastic shape and certainly does not look that age. Company. Yeah, I know. When when a man gets to a certain age, 15 years ago feels like two weeks ago. Bobby Lashley, I remember that when he was uh when he uh yeah, he was in that he was in that match at Media, and that was like what uh 2015, 2007, sir. Oh, really? Like not like he'll he'll like no. Yeah. You're saying 15 years ago. I would have been two. Yeah, I know. No, listen, <laughs> I I agree with you. But I'm just telling you how you ha you have to like anything right. you do has to be, be looked at through the filter of this. Like I think it's way more likely that they have Bobby Lashley turn him babyface out of the blue for no reason and and push him to the moon, have him win the Royal Rumble and go on and beat Roman. Then then I then I think it's any of our scenarios because you have to look at what Vince does and how Vince does things, and it's just. It's unfortunate, but like that's that's just how you. What especially with with WWE, you have to also account for the possibility that they might just be doing it as a rib. We're just gonna screw with the fans and make them hate us because we like to. Like the egg, just do it, just just, cause. just like the egg, like the egg. I feel like I eventually the egg is gonna be a topic on Fantasy Booking Friday. I feel like I'm gonna do it just to rib whoever the guest is and just put. Maybe next time we have Jeremy and Joe on, we book yes. them. Book the it. egg. Yeah. How would you book the egg? <laughs> there you go. Carissa, remind me when we bring them back on the show, that's exactly what we're going to do. But for the next question, hopefully this is a more positive conversation yes. that we have. Um, how do we think Shane Strickland will debut in AEW? If he debuts in AEW, obviously we're assuming that right. that's where he goes. But if he goes somewhere else, obviously just take this with a grain of salt. But Carissa, do you have your idea? Because we talked a little bit earlier to make sure that we didn't have the same idea before. So do you want to share yours? Yeah. So my idea was that, you know, have him all, like, covered up, like, where nobody knows, like, it's him. And, like, after Sammy, you know, uh, pins whoever is, like, his challenger for the TNT title, have him come out. Like, have, like similar to, like, what Malachi Black had, like, turn the lights off, have him go through the ring, into the ring, 
lights turn on, attacks, um, attacks Sammy when the lights are off. And then once it's on, you know, he starts uncovering himself, showing that he's here. He's in AEW. He's all elite. And, you know, from then on, you know, have him have an, a feud for the TNT title instead of having the open challenge because we know Darby and Miro had a feud for the title. So I think, you know, Sammy's first official like TNT title feud should be stripped in that kind of like scenario. And then that have is- and have like Strickland uh have Strickland lose the title. I mean have Strickland win the title at uh double or nothing. That's kind of far out. The way that I did it, I told you earlier, was to utilize the face of the Revolution ladder match. So still going with the TNT Championship because I think that he is um, a TV title worker. Um, and you could do the same mystery competitor like you did last year, like with Ethan Page. But put like I listed a couple people that could be in the match. Um, Jungle Boy, maybe like a Dark Order member. I chose John Silver. If they decide to give him a little bit of a push, you could put Andrade in there, Dante Martin, Eddie Kingston. And then also have the mystery competitor as well. And then I think you need to have Shane Strickland win that. Um, and they could do it because they don't have a – last year they had Scorpio win and he wasn't the mystery competitor, so it might not be super, super obvious because they could also do Andrade or Eddie Kingston. Um, but I think he challenges Sammy or whoever the current team champion is. And then I think um, he just has to defeat them and then let him go and shine week after week. I think the – I think his contract, well, his 30-day non-compete comes up right around um, Revolution, like a little bit before. So I think it would work out if they did a Revolution debut or something like that. Yeah. Um, I my, my thing is going to um, – uh, I think I, – I, I don't know. Man, I, I, I have a lot of ideas for it, but I, I want it to be really special. Um, because, uh, he's, I mean, I, I, he's not, I don't, I, I love that AEW doesn't have like somebody show up debut and, and win the title immediately. Like they actually have some time because they, they re- respect people who have been there for a while and aren't, you know, um, and, and haven't gotten that opportunity. They're kind of like a seniority thing, like people who, which I, which is why I don't particularly think it, it's going to be. Um, like Adam Cole being the next uh, AEW champion, that kind of thing. Like they're gonna they're gonna build things up. I think that that um, the, what I would do is I would have um, um, Leo Rush up against Team Taz in basically a, a one versus all, and and he tries to recruit Private Party, but they swerve him and join Team Taz, and it's just like. Everyone is screwing with Leo Rush, and it's just, it's just Team Taz, and Taz just really rubbing it in or whatever. And it's and he's got Leo Rush fighting like one-on-one matches with everybody, and it doesn't matter how good he is because he's that good. He can't beat them because the other guys always interfere. You know what I mean? Like you have 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 him have this amazing match with with Hobbs, who's twice his size, but he's definitely gonna beat Hobbs. But no, they pull him off him while he's pinning him, whatever, all this stuff. And Dante's there, and Dante doesn't really know how to react. Because Dante's Dante likes being part of this group, but he also doesn't like how they're being really obviously assholes to, to his friend, like, Leo. Like, he, he I don't know, I, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to book this whole Dante thing. But I think so you have Private Party, who's going to join 
Leo, but they swerve him and they join Team Taz. So you have Team Taz's Starks, obviously, Hobbs, Dante, um, and then you Does have Hook get to wrestle in this. Hook Can doesn't get a wrestle. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Hook doesn't get a wrestle. Hook Hook gets to land a couple of punches. Okay. Like, like as as far as like like because I feel like I want Hook to be like this this boxer type character. I can't wait for his know? debut. I, I do too, but I but I want to be realistic about it. I don't know how far along he is in his training, right. and if he can't go with Leo Rush, then I don't yeah. want him in the ring just to slow Leo down. Um. So Leo, um. Leo is is kind of like at his wit's end, but he needs people. Like we okay, we're gonna have a six man. Ricky's like, I'm gonna sit this one out. I tw I tweaked my knee in our match last week, Leo. So I'm gonna sit this one out. It's gonna be Hobbs and Private Party against you and any two guys you could get to work with you. And then guess what? If you can't, then it's gonna be three on one. Oh, yes. And he's gonna bring out one at a time. First, Keith Lee. And second, we're gonna hear because Keith Lee's gonna be a big thing. Like, holy crap, Keith Lee! And we're like, wait a minute, that's the that's the first guy. Who's the second guy? It'll and be then, like, and then we're gonna hear I ain't nobody. We're gonna hear ain't nobody. We're gonna hear his T Tony Khan's gonna pull up, put out the movie, for, put it down the money for Shaka Khan. We're gonna hear that. We're gonna hear the full full refrain, and then out is gonna come Swerve, and it's Swerve and Leo and Keith just take over. To get like it's gonna be like you know like these these guys just because they're all from basically the same area of the country so like they have they could do this kind of uh, well at least like I mean Swerve's actually I just from, wanted something to add into this okay do. I, I think I don't know if they're gonna if, if Tony is interested in them even but if they want to do a triple threat you can bring in Shane Taylor Promotions yeah you could and do a triple threat match between them I just yeah. want to see Shane Taylor Promotions in AEW because I love yeah. Shane Taylor but. I um I, I I just I love the idea of creating like a super group, uh, like and 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 because they would be a super group, and then you could easily have Dante like waver and want to join back over there. And the thing of it is, is that's kind of cool. Is that is with Leo can be this baby face who's been fighting from underneath with all these guys, and doesn't even know really know why he's doing it other than he can't give up, but. As soon as he's got these guys on his side, well, now nobody can touch me. And you can do Leo like sliding back into the dark side and actually, you know, being more of this cocky prick who's who's got these guys who, who can who can work with him. And and if he starts saying, like, hey, my guys are gonna take like and Keith can sort of like, wait, your guys, like we're all in this together. Like, oh yeah, 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 sure, sure. That's what I meant. And you could easily have that kind of a thing where it winds up being Leo alone. Again, this is something that because they, they know how to do this, you can tell this whole story over the course of like eight months. So like you're going to wind up having Leo being alone again by himself um, uh, because through his own design, because he screwed over his new guys who then can go on and do single stuff. Yep. Because I think that you once you establish how great Sh uh, uh, Shane Strickland um, and Keith Lee are, then you could have them go on and, and, and do all this stuff. But I love the idea of like, we're going to introduce this AEW audience. They already know who these guys are, obviously. But for those who don't, here they are in all their glory being amazing. And then once we start really rooting for them, we can go on. And the thing of it that, that, I, that I honestly would love is to kind of create 
an NWO white and NWO wolf pack between these two factions of Team Taz who gets pushed aside and is no longer leading the Team Taz is no longer called Team Taz. It's it's like Team Starks or whatever because he's the guy who leads it and he can push Taz. That you're too old. What what are we doing listening to you anymore? And and then we can have like we can have because Taz doesn't need to be the face of that anymore. Ricky can be the face of it. And then you can have guys like switching back and forth. You can have like because whatever it is, like Leo and Ricky can can be like signing people, but having basically two black super factions that are doing awesome stuff. And then you can have them, one of them moving. You can have a, a, a tag team from one of them go on and become tag champs. You can have one of them split off and do and do uh, become the, the the TNT champion. But eventually, I do think that either Keith or uh, Swerve or Leo or Ricky, honestly, those four, because I don't think Hobbs is quite ready on that level yet, but those four guys will be the first black AEW champion. And then you can build the story of to how of who gets to that point. But I think I think that 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 just the idea of creating those two black super factions would be really, really fun. And the matches would be amazing. And the same way that you can have the elite not really be involved in any in, in the top story right now, like they're not. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing with them, but every time they're on uh, screen, we we all love watching it. So right. it can be that kind of a thing. Right. That was such a great idea. I'm already hooked in. I I hope that Tony opens his pockets for them and Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. As well. I, 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 I just want Gresham him. to come in and start stretching people out. Just start, just just come in. I think you should wrestle in that crazy octopus mask, like never even oh take it off. God, just yes. be just be evil. Just start breaking people's legs and just just destroying people this sawed off little like cthulhu monster who just kills everybody i think that would be really cool for him just to be to really show like how impressive he really is that you, you like i don't need any fanfare like i think that he should be a guy who walks down to the ring in silence breaks your arm and leaves and like oh my god who's this guy like, yeah. he's tiny but he's really mean like there's some really cool stuff you could do with Jonathan Gresham I don't know yeah I'm really excited I, by the time that this comes out you guys will already probably know the structure of the Owen and how yeah. that that will play out I think um that's like we will we will be introduced to Gresham if we are I'm yeah. not sure when it will happen because of Terminus and all that stuff and I'll be at Terminus also which I'm super excited for but um I I'm Nobody really knows Jonathan's plans, which makes it so so much more interesting as well. But um, I'm very very excited. I, you had a great idea about about Shane, and definitely trumped my idea about him winning the championship. <laughs> no, I feel bad for making him win right off the bat. I I do think that they well, should... eventually somebody is going to like right. they're going to have to they're going to do it. It could be it could be Shane for all I care. Like he's he's great, mm-hmm. but I I do I do like that they have that tradition. But they're gonna break that mold at some point. Somebody's gonna do the guy who just comes in and wins. Yeah, I, honestly, I hope the next TNT champ is Ricky. So maybe that even could play into the story if they do take that path. They can have Ricky with the belt, and Ricky could win it off. I I think as long as Ricky is FTW champion, he should be defending the belt. Oh, they don't think that belt is real, and it but, makes him but he should he should them. he should insist on putting it on the line, and then always, no matter what, like if if somebody's gonna pin him for it, he'll cheat and or or have somebody cheat on his behalf. To make sure he stays FTW champion forever, but like uh, he should come in and like take the microphone away from Justin Roberts, 
this match is for the FTW championship because he says, I want to defend it. And right. then, he, then, then as at, if he's about to be pinned, they'll have Hobbs come in and hit the guy because he can't lose the FTW championship. I don't know. There's something fun stuff you can do with it. Yeah. I, I was um, campaigning for them to defend it at Battle of the Belts, which I don't think will happen, but <laughs> it's a not. belt. So, but like, I, I think the, the thing that I would love it the most is that, is that, Leo gets Ricky to put the title on the line in an actual match. And, 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 and so Leo wins and Leo becomes FTW champ and that's Taz's belt. Like that's his belt. So yeah. he's furious with Ricky for losing it. And then they have to send one guy after another at Leo for the, for, to get the belt back. And Leo somehow keeps winning these matches. Like I have, probably three or four different possible scenarios for how you book Leo Rush because he's just so amazing in the ring. But I would love it if he was like this guy who was basically keep, keeping playing keep away from from Taz with the belt. Like you can't you can't beat none of your guys can beat me for it. So he starts like Taz starts booking in like ringers to come in and right. and beat and beat Leo and he still can't beat Leo for it. That could be a lot of fun. Taz just losing his mind if he had hair, tearing his hair out over lose over his belt being being held by Leo Rush. Yeah, that all sounds great. Um, to move on quickly, we do have um, the other half of the show that we normally do where we create our own promotion and we book it. But today we have a different format. So we're going to be doing a tournament. So it's going to be a WWE versus AEW tournament. And it's supposed to have 16 participants. And I left you guys to create your own brackets. I did a regular like basketball bracket. I don't know if you guys did anything else or anything yeah. different. But um, what I did was I had eight AEW stars and eight WWE stars. And I put them against each other in the first round. And then got the other rounds, I kind of just um, tried to pair them up WWE versus AEW as well in the other rounds. Um, so I think it might be best if we just show, if we just talk about like our opening matches, like our first round matches, and then we can move on to um, second round. I I don't understand the, the finals and semifinal stuff. So I'm just going to say first, second, and third, because otherwise. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, but for my first round matches, I had Jungle Boy versus Carmelo Hayes with Carmelo Hayes moving on. I had Sammy Guevara versus Braun Breaker with Braun Breaker moving on. I would like to rename him, but I, and for now on, he's going to be called Rex Steiner whenever I'm talking about him. Okay, Rex cool. Steiner. Um, I have Andrade El Idolo versus Cesaro with Andrade moving on. I have Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre with Cody Rhodes moving on just, just for the rip. And then I have Dolph Ziggler versus Dante Martin just so Dolph can like bump his ass off for Dante, which I know that he would. Um, and I have Darby Allen versus Chad Gable because they because Darby actually works really well, like we saw within the MJF match when he's working with like wrestling technicians. So I think that would be a really strong match. But I had Chad Gable winning that match actually. I had Eddie Kingston versus AJ Styles just to see Eddie Kingston try to kill AJ Styles. I think it'd be super entertaining. And I had Eddie Kingston winning that match. And I had Ethan Page versus Finn Balor. Um, I, I love Finn Balor and I love Ethan Page, but I had Finn Balor moving on in that round. Wow. Yeah, I looking back at this now, I probably would replace some people and put Ricky in here somewhere, but I'm not gonna mess up my You only battle. got eight, you only got eight. I guess the thing for me is I I yeah. Um Krista, you wanna go next? All right. So uh for this one I have 
Kenny Omega, and I have Roman dancing. I take. <laughs> uh, my next one is uh, Seth Rollins versus Daniel Garcia with Daniel Garcia. Hey, sorry. You know yeah. I love you on this channel. Uh, my next one, uh, Big E versus uh, with Big E advancing. And then I have uh, Edge versus Christian Edge advancing. This all sounds really good. Um, I uh, I decided to uh, to play my own game and 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 do it the way I wanted to, <laughs> which is I I have no interest in in trying to book a tournament uh, that features top guys versus other top guys because I don't want either promotion to be like, well, our guy can't lose. Um, so I wanted um, a, a, a way to like keep um, each each thing the people who are in it are a people who i would like to see more of and b people who i think can afford to take a loss in any round in the tournament um also i matched them up so that um the first round always features one from each against each other so i don't have aw on one bracket and ww on the other one um so uh the f uh, in one half of the bracket um I have uh oh oh also but each top guy from each brand is allowed to assign and choose for themselves a champion. So each so Roman from WWE and Adam Page currently um are, are can pick out their own guy to fight in their stead, you know, kind of a thing, instead of them being in it. So Adam Page chooses uh, John Silver from Dark Order and 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 Roman chooses Jay because of course he does, because that's basically all he ever does. So I wanted it to be at least semi-realistic in that way. So in the first round, on one side, we have uh, Chikara versus Eddie Kingston, because I really because those guys are old Chikara buddies, and I just love the idea of them beating the crap out of each other. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately for Johnny Hungy, he's not going to make it out of the first round. Um, because because he's gonna face Valter, and um, and I I I the the whole point of this is to make Valter into an unbeatable, like super freak that like nobody could possibly touch, and then have somebody beat him. That's the whole point of this side of the bracket. Um, so in that in that little little thing there, I have Valter beating John Silver. Like John Silver, like tries really really hard. <laughs> But but he can't beat Walter because Walter's twice twice the size of him. Yeah. Um, and then Cesaro and Eddie Kingston is an amazing match between two old friends. Um, and and Eddie uh, uh, suckers uh, Cesaro in in for a roll up and a small package. Um, and uh, then Eddie Kingston has to face Walter in the next round when he's already beat up from having faced uh, Cesaro in that match. So you can tell how that's going to go, but it's going to be so great because he's just going to stand there and let Walter chop him and just give him double birds every time <laughs> until he just he just collapses. And they just have to call the match because yeah. Walter refuses to pin him. Like there's that that kind of amazing story that, that you could do with there. But I that's and the second half of that bracket above them is uh, Cedric Alexander versus Danny Garcia. Um, and I have Danny Garcia going over there, but I think it'd be a really, really great match. 
Um, and then uh, above them is Ricochet and Wardlow. And I, cause I love the way Ricochet bumps for big dudes, but yeah. Ricochet gets put over Wardlow, uh, but it's um, an awesome match where Wardlow's just power bombing him and Ricochet's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But then he comes out cause he's also super strong. So there's going to be a really a lot of cool, like suplexes and, and, and stuff that he does to Wardlow that you're not going to expect. Yeah. It's going to be, a, that should be a really good one. So that's, that's one half of the bracket. Um, on the other half of the bracket, I have um, uh, Jey Uso uh, versus Dante Martin. So Jey Uso, Jey Uso gets in there and, and Dante Martin beats him. And because, because in my mind, everything should actually have continuity. When Jay gets back to Roman, Roman like mercilessly makes fun of him for losing to this kid. And he can't do anything. So he basically like for a while, he's just ribbing him. And then he's like, no, seriously, you're not allowed to wrestle for me anymore. So you have to stay in the locker room. And they bring up Solo Sokoa and rename him, I don't know, some something something Uso. Uso. Something yeah. Uso. And he and he now teams with, with Jimmy. And that's that's the beginning of this weird thing where like eventually Jimmy does not because every time Roman sees Jay, he just he just he just tells him how much he sucks and he's not, he's worthless. And Jimmy's like, This isn't okay, like I don't like this. And eventually this is gonna split off and make Jimmy and Jay back to being them together again and it's roman with his with his now he's like his like little kid kid brother um whatever uso solo solo uso um and and they could have like this little little uh fraction in there be all because all because dante martin beat jay uso he'll be like johnny uso he'll get a j name too yeah, he'll be yeah. johnny. johnny uso is good um <laughs> but uh ab above that is uh mustafa ali and lee moriarty um and uh if you've like the thing about ali is that he's only known as a high flyer he that guy was a mat technician like and i want to see him work that style against moriarty and just it's just transitions and 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 counters to counters and everything um and mustafa ali is going to go over but it's going to be an amazing amazing match which sets up in the second round mustafa ali versus dante martin and hold on to your hats people because that's going to be one of the most amazing matches ever as sean would say that would huh? <laughs> um and then the other half of that is um pock versus chad gable because there was this wonderful little moment in time that only happened once where chad gable wrestled on 205 live while neville was still champion and i was like if they put chad gable in 205 live all bets are off. That's amazing because they don't have anybody who wrestles like Chad Gable on that show. He'll just be suplexing people everywhere. Have him win like some like some four way for the Chad Gable versus Neville for the cruiserweight championship. Like, uh, and then and then he never wrestled again. Like it was like Vince like gave him this opportunity. He he won the match. He looked amazing. And he was like, "Just kidding, kid. You're gonna stay in catering on SmackDown." The ring. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Pac and Gable. And Pac wins, um, but it's really, really a good match. And then right below that is Pete Dunne and Ray Phoenix, um, which would which would set up Pac versus Phoenix, except Pete Dunne uh, just he you can't you can't he's just so brutal like he just keeps wrecking phoenix's knee over and over again so phoenix can't do any of his high fly stuff and when he finally is able to hit one of his springboards uh pete dunn does the thing where he punches him out of the air and then picks him up 
and it hits the hits a thing and, and is able to beat him. So we get Pete Dunn versus Pac, which is another match I never really got to see in NXT when Neville was uh, in NXT in WWE when Neville was there. Pete Dunn signed a long time long term deal with with NXT, so I don't know when I'm ever gonna get to see it. So I got to see it in this tournament. Pac and Pete Dunn in the second round, Ali and Dante in the second round, Ricochet and Danny Garcia in the second round, and Walter and Eddie Kingston in the second round. That's where I'm at the second round. Alex just comes on our show and just puts our book into shame. And <laughs> I, I I thought about this a lot this 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 uh, this morning, like a, a lot, a lot. But yeah, every time I I book some AEW stuff, I just sit and look at the roster, and I always think I choose the good people. And then Alex just came and just goes, ah ha ha. No, <laughs> no, I I looked at it too, and I was like, I I want no no current champions. That was a major deal. I want any any current champions because I didn't want anybody any champion to have to lose. So right. no current champion, um, and then a bunch of guys that I that I want to just see more of, and like certain guys I see I see a lot of, but. I want to I want to see them wrestle certain guys, and this is the only way I'm ever gonna get to see it. Like like Pac versus Gable and Pac versus Pete Dunn. I never got to see that in, in WWE, and I I gotta see it if I can. So that's why I put them together. Okay, well to try and follow that, I guess in my second round, I had Carmelo Hayes taking on Andrade El Idolo, and this was a hard match for me because this is mainly just me choosing who do I like more. And this right. whole tournament is. Who was my favorite? And so if you can guess, Carmelo Hayes moved on here. (laughs) And then I had Braun Breaker versus Cody Rhodes. And just to be dramatic, I had Cody Rhodes beat Braun Breaker just just for the golden shovel moment, you know? Um, And then I had Dante Martin taking on Chad Gable. I don't know how those styles would match up, but I feel like it'd be very, very interesting either way. Um, and I had Chad Gable moving on because Dante is young and can afford the loss. And that was what some of my thinking was for like the Braun Breaker thing too, was mm-hmm. he's younger and he can afford the loss. And then I have Eddie Kingston just murdering Finn Balor's chest. Um, just just kill him. Like like the blood face that um, CM Punk had after the, C- after the Eddie Kingston match is exactly yeah. what I want Finn Balor to have in this match. So that's why I put him with Eddie Kingston. But um, moving into my what is this like my third round i had mm-hmm. carmelo hayes cody rhodes chad gable and eddie kingston left here Krista? Krista? um so for this one i have uh roman versus daniel garcia and i'd have roman defeat danny yeah he would like murder him i'm guessing if this is like realistically, I think Roman would like actually try to murder Daniel Garcia. He like make him pass out in the guillotine and hold him for longer after the bell rings. Yeah, so murder Daniel Garcia. Sounds about right. Um and then okay, so I forgot to add this one for like my opening round. I had um my opening round, I had Ricky Starks versus Kofi Kingston with Ricky ending up getting the win. So for this one, I'd have Edge versus Ricky Starks. And I'd have Edge winning this over Starks. And then my next one, I, okay, so I had Biggie versus Hobbs, uh, Biggie winning. Um, damn, uh, I haven't thought about this one. I just like wrote whatever came to my mind. Uh, Ended up having Big E against. 
I should have put this name in, but Ward though. I should have put him in. And then who would be who would be the one that would walk out into the third round from there? E. Okay. And you have one more match left to make it four, right? You did Biggie, Edge, Roman, who's your fourth person into the for the third round. Right. Uh, I um let me see. Uh, I could have had um Dante Martin versus uh this is hard. Montez Ford. Okay. And then have Dante ending up like taking the one from Ford. Okay. Advancing. That match sounds really good, actually. The Montez Ford, Dante. They're both, they're both like high flyers, and like they're just like their move set is so similar. You just put them together in the ring. They should just have a contest. Who has the better five star frog splash, and then whoever has the best one wins. That's how the match ends. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so now, um, in, yeah, so Ricochet versus Danny Garcia. Um, I have Ricochet going over, um, but Garcia, like, doing a lot of limb work and and Ricochet uh, coming out of it damaged, which sucks for him because it, he has to face uh, the winner of Walter at Eddie Kingston. And, well, well as I said, Walter just just hits Eddie Kingston in the in, in the chest until Eddie Kingston collapses and the ref just counts him out because Eddie Kingston can't go anymore, but he's just laying there lazily flipping the double birds um, <laughs> until he passes out. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, yeah, so there's, so it's going to be Ricochet versus Walter in the finals of one side of the bracket. Um, and then uh, uh, the other side, uh, I, have, I have Pac beating Pete Dunn. That was a really tough one to pick honestly. But uh, the only reason I, I chose it is because uh, a match that I never got to see in, in WWE as well, they were building to it. I swear you, they were building to it. And then Enzo showed up in, in 205 Live and ruined everything. Um, but they were building to a heel Neville versus the whitest of white meat baby faces, Mustafa Ali. Um, and then Neville was like, Wait, you're gonna make who champion? That's cool. I'll just stay at home. Thanks. Um, and so I, and I don't blame him. Don't blame him at all. But I never got to see the the, the match, um, the real the real match because the one they had was when Mustafa Ali wasn't that yet. He was kind of a just a sideshow in the very beginning of Two Hundred Five Live. Anyway, so Mustafa Ali is gonna beat Dante Martin, but it's gonna be just because Dante Martin doesn't have the experience that Mustafa Ali does. Right. Um, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a really 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 good match, um, but so it's gonna be Pac versus Mustafa Ali in one half of the bracket, and Ricochet versus Walter in the other half, um, and 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 this this is this is these these this is really tough for me. Yet, like, how do I book this? I don't know how to book this, but yeah, that's that's where that's where I got to at the end of at the the third round, the final four. Okay, yeah. So my final four, just to recap, I had Carmelo Hayes. Cody Rhodes, Chad Gable, and Eddie Kingston. And I think people can guess where this is going. Okay. 
So I had Carmelo Hayes defeating Cody Rhodes, right? So Carmelo Hayes is in the final two. Um, and then Eddie Kingston has to kill Chad Gable, sadly, but he needs to just because it's Eddie Kingston. So then in my final round, I will have Carmelo Hayes taking on Eddie Kingston. Um, and this feels just like the first episode when I created the the triangle with the war for my love, except this isn't for my love. This is just who do I like to see on my screen more and not cry. So that's my last two is Carmelo Hayes and Eddie Kingston. Carissa, who are in your finals? Um, I have Roman versus Dante Martin. Roman, obviously. So we're not gonna are we gonna get an upset or something? Can we get like a Dante upset? Just let Dante be the one to go over Roman. How do this I is, this is why I couldn't that's why I couldn't put the, the top guys in the tournament because then they just have to win all the time because they have they're the top guys. Right. And then you have Biggie and Edge, right? Yeah, Biggie and Edge, and then have Biggie beating Edge. So you have Biggie and Roman left. Carissa, we had a long conversation about who beats Roman today. And we are relying on you to make the right decision here. Okay, Carissa? Have Biggie defeat Roman. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Okay. Right. Okay. So mimicking real life here. Okay. Okay, Alex, please. Give us your final two. Um, Pac and Ali is, um, is is a really tough one for me to book. Um, and honestly, the, I think I think the only reason I'm, I'm, I said Pac is because I want the final to be AEW versus WWE. Um, uh, but, yeah, Mustafa Ali is, is, is my favorite. And uh, there's no bones about it. But I, I, I kind of want him to become like this fan favorite over the tournament where everyone's like rooting for him. Mm-hmm. And so he can have that that moment where he does lose. Um, but the fans like give him the, the send off and like they, they give him a standing ovation when he walks out. And kind of like that moment where he gets to remember what it's like for everybody to cheer him so that when he goes back to WWE, he can be a baby face again. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Because because he's he's one of the most uh, obvious easy to book baby faces in the world and they, they wouldn't do it. Um, uh, but so it's Pac who comes out of the, by, still wearing the eye patch, by the way, uh, because I just, I just love the idea of him wrestling as a pirate. <laughs> um, He's like a double pirate now. Yeah. Double pirate now. Um, yeah, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe this is this is the thing I was talking about where maybe he's got he's blind in both eyes, but he's trained himself how to how to fight while blind. Like that's that's what I need. Let's see. He's basically Daredevil. He's basically Daredevil. Um, uh, and then uh, Ricochet and 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 Walter um is is going to be um my 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 masterpiece of 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 putting how to put together a thing because. I don't know how, but Ricochet needs to go over Walter. And I don't know how we get there, but um, but that the idea of him just basically saying, like, no, I'm I, I remember I'm the best in the world. Like, and there's that that's part of what Ricochet's journey here should be is remembering he's the very, very best in the world. Right. Um, and that's 
that's the whole story of this thing. So, so uh, Walter basically underestimating him. And I'm not sure. I think what I'm going to have um, have him do is uh, Walter is going to try and chop uh, Ricochet, and Ricochet is going to move. He's going to chop the the ring post and break his hand. So Walter can't chop anymore, and he can't grab anything with the hand. Like really, like no, no, no. Once once you hit the hand, like you're almost basically carrying around, walking around. You got to fight Ricochet with one arm. So if he kicks you from this side, you can't. You got to be able to block it with this thing, and you can't. Like that, like he breaks his wrist arm thing, he chops the thing, so he can't use that right arm at all. And I think that's the way. Like if if Ricochet can can survive until that moment, then Ricochet can take over. Now he's also badly hurt because because of the match he had with Danny Garcia and the first half of the match with Walter. But he just keeps climbing to the top of stuff and jumping and drop kicking Walter in the face over and over again because Walter can't can't block it with his right arm so as long as he comes at him from the side or behind or whatever walter can't do anything about it so eventually he's able to um to damage the ribs enough everything that he's able to um uh uh, uh do a 630 splash to to walter who's like li- is trying to like extricate himself get himself up but he can't push himself with this so he gets a 630 to the back as he's trying to stand up which takes the wind out of him yeah. And that's how um, Ricochet is going to win. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how you how to how to book against a guy who can't be beat. That's really really hard, and it takes the guy who is who can't be beat. He's got to be at least as good as Walter to pull it off. To like say, okay, we're going to beat you. You can't be beat, but here's your Achilles heel. This is the thing you always do. Now you can't do it anymore, and now I'm going to basically we're protecting you. Because you're going to lose, but you're going to be basically losing with one arm tied behind your back. So let's figure out how we do that while we have a guy already injured. So we have Ricochet is going to beat uh, Walter in that way. And Ricochet versus Pac is just going to be a just going to be a dream match. That's all that. That's all that is for me. Just watching Ricochet and Pac just 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 be amazing. And and sell for each other and hit each other with suplexes and stuff off the top rope and just it's just going to be like a 13 minute sprint with no breaks and them just just trying to kill each other. Um, and uh, honestly, I don't care who wins. I'm going to leave it up to those two guys when I'm booking this thing. I'm like, you guys figure it out. I don't care who wins. You guys do it. You guys figure out what is the best way for the two of you to do that. I'm giving you. A maximum of fifteen minutes with no breaks, like just go, and then I'll let I'll let them I'll let them do it. And honestly, I don't honestly I don't care who wins or loses because those two guys are are two of the best in the app, very very best in the whole world, and they would get a chance to show it in this in this tournament. Like by with I wanted to make sure I gave everybody different different ways of doing stuff. Like um, Pac versus Gable is a completely different match than. Then Pac versus Ali and that kind of thing. So like each give right. them each different ways, and like Ricochet has got to go through Wardlow in round one and Walter in round two. But in the middle, he's got to he's got to beat Garcia. Like so, like there's completely different kinds of things. I want to be able to show off all those different things. And I, the most important thing was one guy from WWE, one guy from AEW. At the end, that was the most important thing to me to make to make the the tournament actually. Right, as mean as much as possible, um, but that was it. So, 
I, I think the way that you book Walter to lose a match is the same way you do it to Miro, is to have him have, like, one thing that's, like, debilitating him. Like, Miro's was his neck or whatever, so Walter's can be his hand. Um, I think that was a perfect way to book that. I kind of had, like, the same idea for the Carmelo-Eddie Kingston match was to have Carmelo just spam that scissor kick thing he does, like, to Eddie Kingston just to, like, basically just, like, kill him so he's unable to, like hit any moves or anything like that. I have Carmelo going over. I honestly did not mean to make this show a Carmelo Hayes show. I I swore I was sure not Sure you didn't. No, I honestly, no, maybe this just shows my actual love for Carmelo Hayes. I honestly, we could put Daniel Garcia in here and we can have D- Daniel Garcia win if that makes people feel better about me letting Carmelo be the one to dethrone Roman earlier. So if Daniel Garcia makes you feel better here, you could do the same thing with Daniel Garcia, but. Um, I honestly just, I guess I really do believe that I think Carmelo is a star. Um, and I, if he's not that star for WWE, I hope he's that star somebody somewhere else. Um, but it is crazy to think that Carmelo could have went to AEW because they did offer him a deal. So if he actually would have went, he would have possibly seen all of these crazy matches with like Andrade and Eddie, but maybe one day we will see them or who knows, but Yes, I had Carmelo going over in my finals. Carissa, I just want to know, um, do, how did you actually, did you actually think that in the end that you would have Big E go over? Or were you just like, okay, let's just have these two Titans at the end and then figure out from there? Or was it like, let me build Big E throughout the whole tournament? Basically have, have Big E being built throughout the whole tournament because, you know, uh, Roman versus Big E is a dream match for everybody, I think. An actual match where, like, they are actual contenders to win. Not one where it's just the Roman show, please. No, they're both, like, contenders. Right. Because, you know, we saw that tease. So after Big E won Money in the Bank, he was still on SmackDown. He wasn't, like, fully dropped to Raw just yet. We saw the tease where, you know, he had the briefcase, his moments with like Paul right. and his like promos with Roman and all that. Like, I f- felt like he was gonna cash in the money in the bank, but then when we found out he was on Raw, we are- I feel like we all did. That's what they told us. No, it's not our fault for thinking that Biggie was going to cash in a Roman. That's no, they, how they, they portrayed they, yeah, it. They, so they, they teased it knowing they were never actually gonna do it. Yeah. Um, uh, Roman is one of the was is a guy that I that I would really love to see. Um, wrestle uh, the the AEW style at some point. I don't think he ever will. I think he's a WWE guy for life. Um, but I would. Um, but uh, I, I, I would love to see it because I like hit a spear without having to do ooh ah before it. <laughs> hit a Superman punch without having to cock your fist first. You know what I mean? Like, like could could like I want to see him wrestle. Like, I, yeah. like I want to see him wrestle, not perform. A series of moves that are the same every time because though like I think he has the potential to do that, but I know how he has been instructed. This is the way you do this, and you're doing and he's he's playing the character well, they're just not giving him anybody to like to face off against where it means something. Um, and that's that's the problem with 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 that. But yeah, I I would love to see it. I just don't think I will. He's also one of those guys. We never got to see him do anything else. Like you could watch Seth Rollins, who's absolutely a WWE guy now, but you can go back and watch him play as Tyler Black, and he wasn't that. He was that. That was amazing. 
But because Roman came straight from college football into the into FCW, we never got to see him. Like, how would he work? In, like, we Top Dalla has has independent matches he did before he showed up in WWE. We never got to see that from Roman. So I don't know what that looks like, but I'd love to see it. I just don't think we'll ever see it. Have we seen that from Charlotte? Like, have we seen Charlotte work indies? No, no. no. She she's she's a she's a homegrown product too. Um, I, I I would probably like to see that too, but like she's that I I honestly don't want to see her in AEW. Um, just because <laughs> I, I I I I don't know how she would handle not being the most important thing in the women's locker room. Like I just don't know how she would handle that, and I don't want her to be in AEW. I want her to be one of the best women in the in the in their locker room, not. The top thing, every one thing's gonna be booked around you. You're gonna have 17 title reigns, like, and that's like not her fault. That's what they decided they're gonna do with her. That's the thing, but I don't know how she reacts to that, and I don't think it would be good. So, you know, like, they're like Bailey, I would love to see Bailey jump to, to AEW because Even I really Sasha think he, I mean, well, Sasha, Sasha's Sasha's a, Sasha's my my personal favorite, I think she's a genius. In the yes. ring, like you, you put her in 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 the ring with with some of these uh, with all these women who are who are on that level and are allowed to wrestle that way. Sasha so, versus Thunder Rosa. Just wanted to say it. Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Sasha we, versus uh, Anna Jay. Oh my God, Sasha would lift her to the moon. Sasha. Sasha so I think I think almost everybody everybody's ma- almost everybody's every women's. Oh, sorry, here I have says. Almost every woman's best match in WWE has been against Sasha Banks, like uh, almost across the board. Um, I think Becky's best matches were. Everyone talks about her, her and Charlotte. I think Becky's best match was against uh, Sasha in Hell in a Cell. I think that match was awesome. They came, they brought up some brand new stuff I'd never even thought of before. Yeah. Like it was re- like they the, one of the things, the, one of the most dangerous and awesome, brutal looking spots. That I've ever seen is they took a chair, they opened it, set it upside down so the legs were sticking up, and then yeah. uh, Becky had a drop toe hold to Sasha into that chair, which were like could have like just just killed her. But it was just it was so brutal. Like I've never even thought of that before. And they said, like, "Yeah, let's just do this." In the middle of the match, it's not going to lead to anything. Like it's just going to be something we do halfway through the match. Like they. Yeah, that was that was such an amazing match. Sasha, I think that- Sasha is meant for Hell in the Cell. I don't know why, but she had that awesome match with Bailey during like the pandemic era, yeah. where she, where she took the championship. Maybe this is me just loving Sasha and Bianca, but please put them in Hell in a Cell next year and let me see what they can do. Just because, just yeah, because there, there's a lot of there's a lot. I mean, I the um uh, there's a Sasha Banks and Rhea Ripley match out there somewhere that that is going to blow people's minds because of how like Rhea could just toss her all over the place and Sasha could be technical with it like there's there's that match that match is out there it's ready to be done they're both young enough that they have a long time to be able to get to that point but that's something that I would really love to see they're on different brands right now. You can't do that now, but like, let's um, let's figure out a way to get that. About the brand split. If they want it to happen, it'll happen. But they don't so. want it to happen. Right. That's the thing. They don't want it to happen because they don't they don't know they don't know what to do. like they 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 opened up that door and let Bianca in for a little bit as one of the four horsewomen, and then they closed it. 
And she's allowed to be impressive, but she's not allowed to be champion. You know, I'm just going to speak this into existence. Maybe we see Becky and Bianca at Mania, and they main event WrestleMania, the two people, the two women who have won the women's main events of WrestleMania, and Bianca goes over for the second year in a row. Just please, just please, please. That is the only thing that you can do to try to make up for that 26 seconds. Otherwise, it is utterly offensive, and I will never forgive you for it, WWE. Yeah. Um. I, I honestly, I, I, I would love to see that eventually. Um. I I think that they've got to do it while they can. If Bailey is healthy, they have to figure out a way to do the the four horsemen yeah. fatal four way. Because it's one of them's jumping, one of them's gonna jump when their contract's up. I think it'd probably be Bailey, but one of them's gonna jump because there's just too much, there's just too much out there for for like other things to do. Because Bailey and Sasha have been w- trying to get Vince to let them do a takeover Brooklyn style match, and Vince won't. Like he's just like drain it back in. We're not gonna do that. We could do this and this and this. And the stuff that they did in Hell in a Cell was great, but I know they had more in them. Oh and yeah, they, and they weren't allowed to do it. Bailey hasn't made events in Mania yet. I feel like if she does a main event Mania soon, well, you can do a you can do a thing where like where where she shows up and says you're not doing this without me like you did five years ago, like because what if, yeah five years ago because yeah, it was because yeah. thirty two was the, was the triple threat with Sasha yeah. Becky and 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 Charlotte and Bailey's like I I will not allow you to leave me out in the cold again. Like and, and it, it can be the, it can be the 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 building of Bailey as a fan favorite babyface. Not everybody's cute kid sister with a side pony, but well, she doesn't have to be a heel anymore. She can just be somebody that we all root for because we know how damn good she is and we know she got screwed over last year and we can she can be the one that we're all rooting for going into that thing because Sasha has heelish tendencies, Charlotte's a heel, they insist on Becky being a heel. If Bailey goes into that fatal four-way with all of the momentum behind her from us the fans, I think there could be a really cool thing where of course they just book Charlotte to win. But they could do Bailey to win, and that would be amazing. I are any of them from there? Bailey's from no, they're not from there, but that happened yeah. in Texas, also. Yeah, so it that did. would be full circle. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I'm so nervous for WrestleMania season. I you should be nervous for Monday, and oh, then no. the Monday <laughs> after that, <laughs> and then the Monday after that. Be nervous for everything. It's nothing's gonna get good. It, it, like it's just gonna be. There's always gonna be the, the possibility they just decide out of the blue. Here's some terrible thing you don't want. Like every, every, I just every time I open Twitter, I'm worried I'm gonna see the thing that I don't want to see. The WWE is like booked this. Why don't do that? Don't do that. And it's just a thing that they do. Oh my god, we talked about on Friday about Liv being in the um being in the match on Monday, which is the Monday following this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so nervous. I why are they doing I don't know why you have it's, to put her not, in there, the there, there won't be there won't be a finish and they're gonna do the match the pay-per-view. I know but she's not gonna win either. So why are you doing this to her? She's it's, they're doing the exact same program on SmackDown that they're doing on Raw. They're just doing it with Tony Storm and Liv Morgan too. It's the same program that they, they're like well I'm not gonna let you bully me bully and on Raw, um, um, uh, Becky made fun of Liv for crying. So the next week, Liv made fun of Becky for crying. And on SmackDown, 
Charlotte threw a pie at Tony. So the next week, Tony threw a pie at Charlotte. They don't know how to write more than one story at once. So they're writing two stories at the same time on two different shows that, that mirror each other perfectly. They don't have any ideas. So whatever happens in this live versus uh, Becky match is probably going to be the same thing that happens in an eventual Tony versus Charlotte match, just because they have no other ideas. I'm just, I feel like the only thing I can look to right now is the positive side of this and that maybe they will let Liv actually show that she can wrestle in a match and get some yeah, time I, on a interview. Yeah, it would be nice to for her to actually, at least if she doesn't win, at least show that she can. Yes, that she can wrestle. Because I've seen on Twitter that people think that Liv cannot wrestle nor cut a promo. And I am wondering why you think that because of the booking, maybe. Yeah, it's because she's not allowed to show that she can. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, to end this show, Alex, where yeah. can the people find you? What do you have going on? Tell them all the good stuff you're doing. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. I host the Sour Graps show twice a week, sometimes three times a week if there's a bunch of releases that I get angry about, um, uh, where I talk about Raw and SmackDown, usually late at night on Monday night. Uh, so it'll be ready for your commute on Tuesday. Uh, and then uh, probably sometime on Saturday for where I talk about uh, SmackDown. And then every Tuesday after NXT on the regular Fightful YouTube channel, um, you can find me talking about NXT 2.0. That's me. <laughs> so what about you? Where can they follow you and all that good stuff? Uh, so you guys can follow me on my Twitter, right? Right here at Crystal L five seventeen, I post anything wrestling related, K pop related, anime, all that good stuff. So go check that out, and also follow me on my Instagram at Crystal underscore super close to nineteen hundred followers. If you can, please get me to my goal before the new year. I'm about to sneeze, and we know Vince doesn't like germs, so I'm gonna hold it in until the show's over. But you guys can follow me at J Shell Nicole right here in the overlay also if you're watching via youtube we all have our our twitter handles up on the screen um also you guys can check out all the writing stuff and interviews that i'm doing on bodyslam.net just as the website i'll probably have some interviews out with brooke havoc um the main events i have an interview out with baron black uh kevin gill chris and i have one with shane taylor of shane taylor promotions so feel free to check all of those out and also make sure that you like comment and subscribe on this youtube channel and then also check out bodyslam.net on twitter at bodyslamnet i think i got all the plugs in uh, but thank you guys so much for watching this we hope you're enjoying your holiday break um, if you're watching on the 31st happy new year's eve and enjoy day one if possible if that's even if if possible, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Happy New Year! Enjoy 2022. Um, maybe it'll be better than this year. We'll see. Um, but make sure that you guys make all of your Fridays a fantasy and have a great day. Thanks. Bye, guys. <laughs>